Well, it's been a while since I did a podcast, so why not do one now? And I'm just, I'm, I'm looking through my, my Twitter feed as I, I normally am want to do. And I come across it's Dan Clark. I, I always find this weird, you know? So Major League Podcaster and Blogger. I get paid to put my opinions out there. Don't care if you're offended. You do you, bro. Uh, the reason the reason that I I find it interesting is because he's he's stated today, and and this seems to have caused people to 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 clap back at him that he charges fifty to a hundred dollars for every appearance on a podcast, which I I, I think is ridiculous. I I really think it's it's ridiculous. Um, I I I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what what causes people to think that an appearance on a podcast is worth 50 to 100. So here's the thing. He's saying, well, it helps them grow. Okay, maybe. But you're a podcaster. And I say that because everybody's a podcaster now. Part of the reason I don't do the podcast very often. Every, everybody has a podcast. Everybody's podcasting about all the podcasty stuff. But... Not everybody gets paid for it. There, there are definitely a lot of podcasters out there that are, are not making a lot of money, if they're making any. Uh, this podcast generates, I, I think, $2 a month. I, I think it's $2 a month. Now, people will point out, well, you don't put out a lot of uh, episodes. True, but my point is still, it generates about $2 a month. Which, when people ask, well, you know, why don't you do, like, podcasts every day? Well, again... Like, I could do audio versions of some of the videos I do, but that would take potentially traffic away from the channel. And and then there's that time thing, which next Saturday I'm, I'm going to start having a lot less of once the, once the preseason gets started. So I have to kind of keep all of that in mind. I just find, I find the idea of, of charging people for appearances odd. And I say that as somebody that I don't go on a lot of podcasts. I haven't given out a lot of interviews over the years because, again, I try to manage my time properly so that I don't I don't get burned out. And and I've I've always had the opinion of okay, if I do this podcast that emailed me, then I have to do all the other ones that have emailed me as well, which can be a lot. Um, and I, I respect people saying, you know, uh, no, if that's the case. Um, I, I also though think that expecting people to pay, it's just, it's weird. It's weird to me. Like, okay, I, I go on Steve Dangle's podcast last week, right? And it was, it was fun. It was stressful. My, my heart in my throat and all that wonderful stuff. But as, as stressful as it was, and I admit to being nervous about it, it, it went well and I enjoyed it and I'd be willing to do it again. But again, it was it was a, a short period of time in the morning where I'm doing videos usually anyways. And, you know, it, it really was not a, a big deal. Uh, and, and yet, you know, it, it definitely helped grow the channel. I, I definitely got a bump of a few hundred subscribers with that. But it, it, it was more of an, an enjoyable sit down for half an hour. Well, stand up. I don't have a chair in here to sit down on. That's That's intentional. That's when you realize how tired you are. That's why I'm always standing. Because if you sit down, you go, "Wow, I'm I'm actually more tired than I thought I was." And then you're then you're in some trouble. Because then your body's gonna be like, "No, no, we're good. Let's let's just stay seated." 
And, uh, and then I usually end up with a cat in my lap because that's what cats are like, Hey, there's a lap available. And then they don't care if you go to sleep. They have no concept of money. They have no concept of time. They don't care. They're just, Oh, you're, you're sitting down. I guess I'll take your lap. Um, I also wanted to say over the last week, something else I've been trying to do is, is more scheduling of videos. So I, I record my videos back to back to back to back usually, usually. So I'll have the playlist videos, the Jersey countdown video, and then a news of the day video. And I'll record, record all those in the morning. Um, basically as soon as I roll out of bed, I start recording videos, but I'm trying to space out the time that they post to the channel a little bit. Um, and I'm, I'm going to try to keep doing that even when the season gets started. Although I, I don't know that it's going to work when the season gets started because you have the preview. I can't really time delay the preview. Um, I could record it at night before I go to bed so I don't have to get up really early and do the previews. I, I may change the format for the previews this year. I haven't decided. Um, I need to get that preview board out and figure out if I'm going to do the previews different this year. I'm thinking about it. Um, again, it comes down to the previews don't get a lot of views, so I don't want to be spending, you know, a huge amount of time on a preview video that I know is dead as soon as we hit, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon, that, that video is dead. So that's important that I make sure that I'm, I'm putting my time and, and, and attention to where I'm going to get that maximum return. And on the previews, I don't generally get that. Um, and then the review videos, I've already got the boards all made up for the reviews. We're all set for that. Um. I've been working on like, you know, a, a whole bunch of brand new magnets because it's a brand new season. So, of course, you got to have new magnets. Everybody has new magnets for the new season, I would imagine. But it, again, uh, trying to trying to have that balance, I think, is is important. And I, I can't see myself saying to somebody, well, I'm, I'm going to charge you 50 bucks to, to be on your, your podcast because it just... I'm I'm bewildered by this because when it's somebody you haven't heard of before and they've got 45,000 tweets and it's like, wow, man, that's a lot of tweeting going on there. And, you know, you've been on there for, for 10 years, man, that's, that's a lot. That's a, that's a ton. Um, and in, in, in my, in my experience, if somebody says, I don't care if you're offended, they do get, they do care if you're offended. <laughs> these are the people who tend to be very defensive and they do get mad when, when, when they're offended, I, I, when you're offended, you know, and you'll say, ah, that offended me. Well, I don't really care. And then they'll go on forever about, you know, why you're the jerk because you were offended. How dare you? So that is a bizarre thing. I have to try to keep track too of, of which of the playoff histories I haven't done yet. Cause I got to admit when I do them in a random order at certain points, I'm like, okay, so I, I don't, I don't remember which ones I haven't done yet. The career videos are better that way. I can just search the channel for a career today. Posting to the channel is Doug Waite's career. And I've got a board made up for Bill Guerin's for tomorrow. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to, trying to go through guys who are connected to one another in one way or another. So Guerin and, and Doug Waite both spent time in, in Edmonton uh, for different reasons. Doug Waite was uh, desired by Edmonton. Bill Guerin's case, it was basically that Lou Lamorello, I, it felt like he, he didn't like the, the contract he'd given Garen necessarily because Garen had held out, gets his contract, and weeks later, he's an oiler. Weeks later, the two Jersey Devils traded him. So 
Yeah, that's that's kind of a Lou thing. Just no, oh, you want that? Okay, all right, we'll sign that. And I, how can I trade this? How can I, how can I get rid of this contract? And it, I think it's timely too because Bill Guerin's dealing with uh, Kirill Kaprizov, and he mentioned the other day that he went through, uh, you know, holdouts twice in his career. And so I thought, well, I have to do a career video now then, because Guerin. <sighs> I don't know. Like, like is, is Garen playing hardball because he held it? Like, it's weird to me. Because, yeah, you held out twice. This was one of the reasons why when he was hired by Minnesota, I thought, well, that should work. Because to me, when GMs have been players, you would think that these kinds of holdouts and issues wouldn't be a problem. But Vancouver, they are right now. You, you have no uh, Pedersen. You have no Hughes as of yet. And because I'm saying this, this in a podcast, maybe maybe it happens. Maybe Maybe that finally works. Um, the, some of the most popular videos I've been doing over the last month, of course, have been the 32 team videos. I, I don't like to do too many of those though. And I, I know that they will always generate a lot of views, but, uh, I don't want them to start getting really repetitive. Uh, one thing that drives me nuts with channels and it, there are top 10 list channels do this a lot. It is, it is my number one pet peeve with YouTube channels that they, they repeat themselves. And, you know, especially like at this time of year, there's a lot of horror movie top 10 lists. And I'm like, okay, these are the exact same movies that you talk about in every other top 10 list. You've just found some other wacky reason why you're talking about the, the same 10 movies. So I want to make sure that when I'm, I'm doing videos that it's not retreading a bunch of stuff. Um, playlists work pretty well that way. Playlists do not generate the kind of revenue or views that the 32 team videos do, but you know, I, I am at the point now where the channel's big enough where the, the, the number one consideration isn't necessarily whether or not something's going to generate the view count as it's, I, I enjoy covering this material. I enjoy talking about it. The historical stuff I've always enjoyed, even though it does not perform well. Uh, historical stuff does not perform well. Hockey card videos perform really poorly. Um, reason why I haven't done any yet, um, my wife wants me to do one soon, so that may come up over the next couple of days. Although I've told her, I think hockey card videos would be better as a live stream than as a, a, a video. Uh, they don't do very well. Jersey videos, it depends on the topic. Sometimes they do well, sometimes they don't. I knew when I started the, the Jersey countdown that it wasn't going to perform well, but it's not about that. That countdown is not about performing well. It's about, uh, there's that, that small group, uh, in the, in the subscriber base who really enjoy the Jersey videos. So you, you give the people what they want. And it's important to make sure that the niche part of the audience is happy too. And then the other thing too that that does is that it means that I am mentioning every single team during the week, whether it's I'm showing their video, their jerseys, I'm talking about playoff victories they've had over other teams or playoff losses they've had or whatever it is. It, it's about covering every team and, and trying to make sure that the league's evenly blanketed uh which is sometimes difficult now we're up to 32 teams so with each additional team it gets a little more difficult and of course now you know we as hockey fans start thinking well could they go to 34 could they go to 36 could they could they expand beyond 32 teams which i think is an in interesting discussion houston clearly wants a team houston clearly has money they have a building um the nhl likes money and right now with um you know jerseys and 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 the the potential for next year having another reverse retro run um and with ads on jerseys as well and the, they're trying to generate extra revenues 
that, that billion dollars is nice. The other thing about a billion dollars, if you get that through expansion revenues, or $750 million, which Seattle paid, but it could be a billion next time around, right? Um, the nice thing about those expansion revenues is uh, you don't have to share them with the players. So what the owners could do is they could have another round and say, oh, well, yeah, we're going to expand. And they have Houston come in. Maybe they find a way to get into Quebec or, you know, they, they find four cities in the U.S., maybe Milwaukee or something in somewhere, somewhere right? And, and they find that money and then they don't have to share it with the players. And so if it's two teams, it could be one and a half billion dollars. That's just in the owner's pockets which split 31 ways or 32 ways or even just 30 ways. Let's say they just say, now nah, Vegas and Seattle are exempt, so we just take, keep the money for ourselves. It's a lot of money. Uh, split 30 ways, it's a, it's a good chunk of change. And again, with, with the last 18 months costing them as much money as it has, the NHL is looking for extra revenues. They are absolutely looking for the extra revenues. And I would not be surprised... If at some point over the next few years, they, t- they, at they at least looked at it. Maybe the NHL would say, you know, we're willing to look at the idea and, and maybe it's just Houston. Maybe Houston's the only one, which I mean, it, it would make the, the conferences unbalanced again, but I, I mean, I, I can't say I would be opposed to other teams if, if that actually became a possibility. But you have to find an owner too that that has a billion dollars laying around and says, "Yeah, no, we'll we'll spend that. We'll we'll spend that money. We've got a building, and you might have to make renovations to a building in order for it to work with hockey." But yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of money uh, that the NHL's lost that they're looking to regain. Um, I've thought about doing a video on like the next round of of reverse retros and what I'd love to see. And, of course, a reverse retro version of the Mooterus would be fantastic. Uh, Paddington Bear, a white version of that jersey would be great. Um, you know, this kind of thing. That, that, would be, that would be a lot of fun. And I would have said it would never happen, right? As recently as two years ago, I would have said, they'll never wear that again. But then Arizona brings back the Peyote Coyote. The Ducks bring back the Wild Wing jersey. And suddenly, everything seems to be on, on potentially on the menu. Maybe the Kings have a Burger King throwback. Maybe the Blues find some kind of a really classy version with the trumpets all over it, right? Maybe. I don't know how you do a classy version with the trumpets all over it. I've seen some concepts. People say, that's not bad. And I look at it, and I think, great. Now I have to gouge my eyes out, and I don't have backup eyes to replace them with. So there, there's definitely some interesting ideas out there, but... We're a week away from getting into the preseason. I'm, I'm looking forward to all the hype about all the rookies coming out of the uh, the, the rookie camps and the, the rookie uh, tournaments and all of that wonderful stuff. I, honestly, it, it is always interesting to me with rookies. And, and I've noticed with the channel, um, and I, I don't know if any of it comes across, but I really try not to say anything negative at all with like I like even even if it's not necessarily a negative or let's say I'm talking about a a team's young players and I say okay so this guy who was a rookie last year probably a bottom six guy well I've learned that people will say well no he's still got top six upside I don't understand why you're you know and then off it goes um or maybe you've got a rookie going into his third camp and he's not looking very good and it's like well I don't I don't think he's gonna make it um I might think that I might say it out loud watching TV. 
Um, I might say it to friends of mine. I might say it at a meetup when there's no video recording, but I will not say it in a YouTube video. Because um, again, the the absolute amazing optimism with rookies has always been what it is now. It's it's always been this way that up until a guy plays in the league for usually three years, usually fans will give them a a, a leeway of about three years. Uh, think like if if with the Rangers, if Capo Caco doesn't take that next step, let's say Capo Caco has another poor year offensively, that's where fans will really probably start to write him off. Unless there's a, some some sort of an injury or some physical ailment that that holds him back, that's where fans likely start to write him off. I know there's fans outside of New York that have. I know there may be some in New York that have as well, but there's still a lot of optimism about Capo Caco, and I'm optimistic about him as well legit it's not i don't just play it for camera i think he's a good player i think it's just a matter of him putting it all together but not all players do and you know every year we see that that dividing line where you have certain players a uh, josh hosang comes to mind as as a good example for me so josh hosang's going into camp for toronto and and i kind of hope he gets a job but the tricky part with hosang is that with his skill set he kind of needs to be top six so if you already have a top six and you look at Josh Hosang and say, well, we don't envision him as being part of the top six and we don't think he's better than the wingers we have, but at the same time, we don't think he's going to be effective as a bottom six forward, then that might that's a problem, right? So now you've got a guy who doesn't fit into your top six, a guy who you don't think would work with limited minutes as a bottom six forward. He needs ice time. And then you're in now what territory? And it happens with players. It happens with a lot of players. There are a lot of good, young, talented players who just end up not getting that break in the NHL. Maybe they're too small. Maybe they're a little bit slower. Maybe they just don't have that skill set that translates well either as a top six or a bottom six. But it, it is that no man's land between when that first camp hits and there's all kinds of excitement around the player. And then, of course, years later when fans are like, well, this guy sucks, he's a bum. And... That's probably not the case. He just didn't get the right break. Um, I, I would al I've always thought it would be interesting to interview hockey players, and, and I've always thought it'd be interesting to interview former hockey players on one topic. Players that they watched in the AHL, maybe the ECHL, maybe in juniors, that they were really surprised never made it at the NHL level. Players and, and why, and their speculation on what they think it was that probably cost them. And, and sometimes it might be favoritism by the team, the parent club. Sometimes it might be that they just they just didn't quite have the right skill set to win over a general manager and a coach. Um, I think there's some fascinating discussions out there to be had on that. Uh, but that's that's basically about it. Like this this podcast is just me. I, I haven't had guests. I've had I had the one meetup we had where I recorded um, I just had basically the phone recording while we were talking at, at dinner. But uh, I'm, I'm fine with it being me at this point. I've thought about having um, other other guests and people on it. But honestly, if other people were going to be on it, it'd probably just be like guys I go to meetups with. It'd probably just be, again, me after playing street hockey or floor hockey with guys just, you know, turning on the, the, the phone here and, and cranking it up and saying, you know what, all right, guys, let's talk about the Canucks. Let's talk about what's going on around the NHL and bad contracts and good contracts and what do you, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and, and again, it, it all comes back to the idea that you would 
charge people to be, I, I don't understand that. the charging people to be on a podcast. I, huh, that's, that's really bizarre. It's really bizarre. Um, I remember, uh, I, Yvonne and I went to, I think it was to, to a local BK here a couple of years ago. Uh, there was somebody who wanted to do an interview with me. And so we just, we went to Burger King and, and sat down and, and he interviewed me while we had, we had some food to eat and, and it was fine, you know, and, and I, I never saw the article he wrote or anything or any of that or could have been a hit piece. No idea. But I sat down and, and did an interview. It's always bizarre because I'm, I'm a middle-aged man that nobody gave a damn what I thought five years ago. Nobody. Um, coworkers, nobody, nobody cared. Nobody, <laughs> I don't, nobody, nobody could possibly have cared less about what part of the reason I ended up with a webcam and doing videos all the time is because nobody cared what I was saying in the real world. So I might as well just make a video and put it up on the internet. And if people watch it, great. And if they don't, oh, well, and I kind of still have that, that same attitude on some level. Um, yes, I, I know when I put up a video, uh, whether or not it's going to perform well. Uh, yes, I know when a trade takes place, that probably lightens the rest of my load for the day because if it's a big trade, well, that's going to generate a ton of hits and a ton of subscriptions and a ton of everything. So I'm, I can probably take it a little bit easier for the rest of the day. Uh, this time of year where things are quiet, I'm kind of busier, even though in the evening, obviously, I don't have hockey to watch. So I've been able to watch wrestling. I've been able to, on my second channel, I've built it up pretty well. Um, the, and, and the revenue off that channel's actually bumped up kind of nicely. Uh, it hasn't offset the drop in the main channel's uh, revenues, but again, it's not just about revenues. Um, I'm very happy with how things are going on the channel. Uh, I If the channel tomorrow just kind of stagnated and, and it didn't grow further, I, I would be fine. Um, I, I think that would be fine. I mean, obviously... Obviously, if, if view counts tanked and all that, then we have a problem. But yeah, I, I really honestly, it's, it's a nice place that, that I feel like I'm in, uh, from a, a social media standpoint. I, I lost my Instagram account. So for people who follow me on Instagram, uh, what happened was that, um, I was trying to get in on my computer and then I was trying to, and then all of a sudden I got logged out on my phone. So I logged in. I remember the password, but. You know, when you have two-factor authentication in and it's supposed to send a code to your phone? Yeah, it wasn't sending the code to my phone. It wasn't sending, there were no codes in my email. There was no other way to get into it. And then it was like, okay, well, give us one of your eight-digit codes from when you set up two-factor. I don't have those eight-digit codes. So that account, I can't get into it. So I contacted them and I said, all right. And and I've gone through this before where I've had two-factor authentication. And then what their their support does is, They'll remove that second, the, the two-factor part of it. So they'll remove that and they'll just say, okay, you can just get in with your password. And then I re-enable the two-factor authentication, make sure I've got everything written down I need, and then I'm good to go. Uh, but in this case, uh, their their uh, support didn't really help me at all. They just email me back and they go, oh, uh, so you can't get into your account. So I mailed them back with the app and I, I proved that it was me. Uh, you have to send them a picture and all this to prove that it's you before they'll let you get into it. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, okay, so you proved that it's you, so here. And then they told me that two-factor was gone. They said, all right, now you can sign in. And if you have any further problems, click on this link. So I went in and, oh, two-factor is still still there. And I still can't get in. 
it's the exact same problem. And then I clicked on the link they sent me, and it took me right back where I started. And I thought, I used to do tech support. I'm, I'm not going through this again. So I had to set up a new uh, account on Instagram, and that means all those jersey pictures on my main account. Um, I could port them over. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to. Uh, it's, it's a lot of pictures. I'm, I'm maybe someday I'll, I'll bring them over to the other account, but yeah, I, I've moved it. So, yeah, uh, I'm not, I'm not entirely impressed with that. And the weird thing is, it was still able to tie to my Facebook account, even though the other account was tied to it. And I thought, well, they won't let me have two accounts tied to the same. Oh, yeah, no, they did. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. That probably shouldn't happen, but fine. Okay. So, yeah, that's fine. So I think it's just THG Shannon is the, the new Instagram account. And, uh, you tell it's me because I'm on there and there's pictures of jerseys and of the cats. And it's basically what I do. Um, I don't, I don't share like personal information at all. Um, I, I really found that as the channel got bigger, it was really important for me to keep the, the personal side of it and the, uh, the, the business side of it apart. So I don't really talk about any of the personal stuff and I don't, uh, post personal pictures on my Instagram very much, uh, like pictures of, of the kids and everything. It, Cause I, I do think it's important to keep those things separate. I, I know not everybody necessarily does that, but I, I do that. So yeah. Um, I guess that's about it at 25 minutes, huh? Not too bad for just a, a, a random podcast episode. I wonder if I should charge myself $50 for this. Maybe I need to start charging myself, and that's pure profit, right? Pure profit if I charge myself $50, and it's just me. I just, I don't understand the idea of, it, it's just, it's it's such a self-own I have always charged $50 to $100 per podcast guest appearance as I spend at least an hour prepping, okay, followed by a 25 to 30-minute discussion, and I also promote the appearance both pre- and post-recording to help grow their following. Okay, but if it's a really small podcast, like, for instance, this one makes $2 a month, that means two years, two years of what I've made has to go to him, and by going through all of his mentions and everything, it looks like he just did follow for follow. That's how he grew his following as big as it is, is that he did follow for follow, which I've never done because um, I'm old. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm very old. I have 23.2 thousand followers on on uh, on Twitter, uh, THG of YouTube. I changed it because the the Shans Boomstick, that was that was when like, when, like, I set up the personal account, and that's a throwback, of course, to Army of Darkness um, slash evil dead. So I thought, you know, I, I needed to sound more businessy. So I made it THG of YouTube, which threw some people off. Uh, but it, it just, yeah, I, I just find the whole thing weird of, I need, I need to make this amount of money. And yesterday a guy asked me on his podcast, to explain my fee and he responded with F off. I guess my question is, do people just expect this for free nowadays? Yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, I wasn't paid for being on the Steve Dangle podcast. Why should I invest two plus hours of my time and not be remunerated for it? Remunerated for it. His response was disgusting and highlighted to me why some podcast appearances just aren't worth the cash. What a rude, and then he, 
keep swearing about him. No wonder he only has a small following with an attitude like that. He's never uh, grown into something successful. Jerk. Jerk. Would you like to be on my podcast? Do you have $100? F you. Wow, you're a jerk. No, see, that's where you got it wrong. That's That might be... See, see I understand in this exchange that because he swore first, you think he's being rude, but he's just... He's telling you that he doesn't think you're worth 50 to to $100. So it's kind of a self-own. It is, it is kind of a self-own, a little bit. A little, little bit. Yeah, and I've never heard of anyone charging for podcast appearances. I'd love to do this, but I highly doubt I'd be asked to be on a show again. And there's people saying, well, no, it, it's, he, should, he, should get, uh, he should get paid for his time. Uh, yeah, but I agree too with this one saying getting mad on Twitter because somebody didn't want to pay your fee is weak. Move on, it's business. People's fees get rejected all the time. True. Uh, if I asked somebody to be on here and it was, do I get some money? The answer would be no, probably not. Um, yeah, I just, I find that so weird. I do. I, I always thought that all that was just free. I'll be honest, I, I really thought that was all just free. Um, I've never discussed a fee with anybody. I've never had anybody discuss a fee. Like, it's just that, that to me, I thought was, I think that's weird. There's, there's definitely a lot of people in the online sports sphere now. Uh, you don't just have your, your mainstream media reporters anymore. You have freelance, a lot of freelance reporters. And there's, there's definitely an ability to make some more money being freelance. There's also that danger that you'll make a lot less. And you can understand, too, why for, for newspapers and online publishers, uh, having freelance people might be cheaper for them than having to sign people to contracts and, you know, have all the, the benefits and everything, right? So the, the whole marketplace has changed, but now you've got a whole bunch of people, do doing sort of the same thing that I do where I try to report on things going on around the NHL and, and of course, I have the Entertainment Channel, too, where I talk about TV shows, movies, wrestling, I have talked about football. I don't have the time to talk about football this year. So I did a preemptive strike of saying, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to cover the NFL right from the start. It wouldn't make any sense for me in week one to cover the NFL and obsess on all the results and do a power rankings just to, in week three or week four, have to say, yeah, sorry, guys, I can't do this because I have to devote my time to hockey. It, it, it would be unfair anybody following my NFL power rankings I could artificially continue the NFL power rankings without actually watching the football necessary I think to to have any kind of um, integrity to the power rankings but it it, it just wouldn't work um, I know my power rankings in in hockey get attacked a lot and I get it I get it part of the reason I started doing power rankings was because I saw power rankings on websites and went well that's that's interesting I guess they don't watch Carolina or that's interesting. I guess they haven't watched Arizona lately. Or, wow, that team's still stuck in the 20s, huh? Well, they should be in the top 10 because how oh, they played the last three weeks. So that was why I started doing power rankings in part. And then they were a hit. It just, they're, they're, they worked. So, um, and it is one thing that I could have kept doing in the offseason, and I don't. In general, I don't do the power rankings in the offseason. Uh, oh, and I also want to say, too, for anybody who's curious, uh, I have heard from the the... Uh, the guy who's making the the board. So uh, the plan is that he's he's making a board for me for my power rankings with the pucks. So it's going to have space on the board for me to be able to put the pucks into the board 
And so every week's power rankings will be 32 pucks. I'm excited about that. I've got three different sets I can use. And then um, I've got other sets too where I may not have Seattle. But you know what? It's fine because uh, I, I think the mascot set would be fun to use for one week. And it's, uh, it's finally a chance for me to use them. I just used them that one time in the power rankings. It didn't work out. It didn't go well. And I couldn't figure out. I tried. I figured out a way to stack them so they would stay upright. Nope. I tried to, like, not not all 32 on top of each other. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, like a rows of eight. And, uh, yeah, it just, it just didn't work. So uh, Yvonne and I were, were thinking about, you know, messing around with a board and seeing if we could maybe get shelves onto a board. My concern was that having 32 pucks on a board, it's going to start pulling it forward and then it's just going to fall down. Um, I'm still going to have the regular power rankings board for myself and the the other power rankings board with the pucks, that'll be used every Saturday night, which again is part of the reason why I'm not covering NFL because NFL Sunday morning and I'm up late Saturday night doing power rankings and then sometimes I have to do Sunday's preview that night too. So it, it just it becomes a lot. So there you go. Uh, thank you for listening because I don't have a camera on me while I record these. Um, I know there are some that do them via zoom and record them that way. I've thought about it, but in reality, if it's just me, it basically, then it's just a YouTube video and I might as well just make a YouTube video and post it, which I, I don't. So, uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, hopefully you're having a good weekend. Uh, we, we got all of the rain yesterday. Uh, the grass is finally green though, again, and birds are finally back. And uh, it is it is no longer hotter than the sun. And then we needed to use a heater uh, down here the other day. So we go from needing a fan to sleep at night to needing a heater within about 10 days. That's uh, that's life on the on the West Coast or wet coast, if you want to recur- prefer to it that way, too. Uh, so, yeah, uh, looking forward to the next couple of weeks as we get all set up for the NHL season. And I know that all my numbers on the channel are going to go through the roof as soon as we get into the preseason and because we haven't had a preseason in two years, so people are really anxious to see preseason games and and see teams play against each other that haven't played each other in almost two years. So a lot of teams haven't played each other in a long time that are finally going to see each other again this year. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to covering it. And uh, yeah, it was it was the best summer the channel's ever had. Um, it was it was fantastic. So I'm fine with having a bit of a slower September and doing more niche videos, doing more stuff that's fun, including this podcast. Uh, which I'm not charging anything for. Man, I've I've spent so much of my... T- oh, I'll just e-transfer myself 30 bucks because it's about 35 minutes. So, yeah, I'll just e-transfer myself money. And then that way, I prove my, my time's not free. Time's not free. I, I guess. I, I don't know. Anyways, there you go. Thank you guys so much for all your support. To people who are members, to people who are patrons, uh, thank you guys for, for your support. And to people who aren't, that's fine too. I thank you for, for viewing, for comments. If you don't comment, that's fine as well. Um, I know there were there were people I met in, in Vegas. There are people I've met around who don't even have Google accounts. They tell me, they go, I can't actually subscribe because I don't have a Google account, but I watch your videos. And I'm like, no, that all counts. That's fine. So it all it all adds up. It's all worked out. And uh, I have my dream job. I'm, I'm very, very fortunate. I'm very lucky. Um, to be where I am and without everybody who's out there listening to this right now, wouldn't be here. So thank you so much for, for your support. And, uh, I will charge all of you $50 for listening to this. Uh, you can, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, I do have though, um, I'm, I'm going to start, 
uh, going into the, the West Coast Kids. Again, we're getting close to Christmas now. Um, West Coast Kids. I'm thinking about doing a, a drive on the channel where I match um, donations given by subscribers uh, up to a certain amount. I just haven't decided on that amount yet. So uh, look for that on the channel, probably as we get closer to opening night, because that's when we start seeing uh, everybody watching the videos, and then it gets maximum exposure. So uh, West Coast Kids is, is a good uh, charity, uh, which is run in part by um, uh, somebody who, who I used to work with, and it's, it's, a, it's a good foundation. I would honestly have donate buttons on YouTube if YouTube actually had that charity as an option, but they don't. Uh, it seems to be very U.S. heavy, and it's, it's too bad. I looked through that, and I, I thought, okay, if I could get donations going, but yeah, West Coast Kids is not available. I, I guess I can just keep checking it or uh, try to contact YouTube about it and see if they could maybe include them, because it's a good charity. All right, thank you guys so much for, for listening, for your time. Your time is money. Uh, the 50 bucks is, it, I'll, I'll send you all checks, okay? All right, uh, thank you guys so much, and I'll, I'll do this again soon. I, I can't give a time frame, but I'll do it again soon.